0: everyone, in this episode of History Unloaded, we're talking about a bittersweet topic. What's the topic, Danny?
1: Ashley Gone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but not forgotten.
1: Maybe forgotten.
0: (laughs) not even curator yet and you. I almost said that like the accent, like all those country people, not even creator yet. (laughs) You're already kicking me out. Uh, So we wanted to talk today about um, the fact that I am, after nine years with the organization and five five years as curator, um, I am going to be moving into a retirement position at 30 (laughs) I'm going to be Curator Emerita and Senior Firearms Scholar for the Center. Danny's, like, losing it. What's going on? You've
1: just become all those weird millennials that, like, quit their job to do travel blogs.
0: (laughs) I thought you were going to make a joke about the fact that I really am an old man. No.
1: No, you, the least millennial millennial I know is... Becoming the most millennial I know by quitting at 30 because life was too (laughs) much. (laughs) Because life
0: is hard. Um, And the exciting news about that, other than the fact that I get to go to Phoenix and hang out with my dog all the time, and Mark and Lexi, um, is the fact that Danny is going to be taking over as curator. Yay. But it hasn't happened yet. So maybe don't be such a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but we thought this would be a good topic because, yeah. you know, everyone always talks all the time. You know, they comment on our page, our personal social media is that we have the best job in the world. So even though it hasn't technically been announced yet and it will be by the time this podcast out, you know, I'm sure people are going to say, why? Why would you leave? You know, what did you do? You know. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and so I thought that it would be really cool to talk about, you know, why I decided to kind of take a step back in my role and then Danny's vision for the future. Scary. Right? It is very scary. I don't think it's scary. I think it's cool. Um, So I guess the couple of reasons that I am leaving the position is, and I guess the most existential, we'll start with the most existential and then the practical <laughs> existential things like, like too accessible. Ashley can't have a dog in her dupe and duplex. Sorry, <laughs> I forgot that people don't know that I call duplexes dupes uh, and, and she wants to snuggle her dog all the time. But the real reason, one of the main reasons that I kind of always had in my mind when we were building the Cody Firearms Museum is I have watched a lot of people kind of work beyond their own relevance is that too harsh?
1: No, I don't. I mean, it's harsh for whoever you're talking about, but they won't know who you're talking about. Because <laughs> so. I'm
0: actually referring to like a lot. I've watched this a lot of well, times. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's, you know, it, it happens. I think we're all familiar with seeing somebody that just kind of stays in place because that's what they've done to this point. And, yeah. you know, I, yeah, I and, and
0: moving on is is scary. Um, but, you know, for me, I I was brought in to help Get the Cody Firearms Museum back on the right track, you know, in terms of just the museum functions and operations. But then I was also brought in to create the vision to help execute and ugh, bad gun word um, and, you know, basically bring the new museum to fruition, which we did. And we got our uh, a new CEO in the middle of the construction project who's great. And he started asking me, you know, what's the next big thing for the Cody Firearms Museum? And I think in other podcasts, we've kind of talked a little bit about that. And I've got ideas and things that I would love to see the Cody Firearms Museum, like, you know, do. But that next big thing, I didn't really have, you know, an answer in terms that would be as big as the vision of the renovation. And so I started thinking about the fact that maybe it was time for someone with fresh eyes that has a different perspective, different background than me, you know, to come in and, you know, take the Cody Farms Museum to a step that maybe I've never even considered. And so relevance was a really big thing. And that's you, Danny.
1: That's me. Do you want me to talk about what I, my plans? Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we, you know, Ashley brought me in on this project, um, you know, when they were hiring for the assistant curator position in the middle of the reno- – well, not in the middle yet. It's sort of the still beginning stages. The end of the beginning, as Churchill would call it.
0: The beginning at the end, the end of the beginning. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wherever that was. Um so I got brought into to the project and had a chance to be a part of building it. So, you know, that was a great opportunity for me um, to be, to, you know, see Ashley's vision and understand what she was trying to do and help work towards that. Um, and I think historically the CFM, you know, has had an issue with long-term sustainability of these big ideas that we have. And so I think one of the first steps for taking over the CFM is going to be, all right, we have this brand new museum. Um, you know, when we think about what what's next, it's I want this to still be a really awesome place for the people that, you know, cause some people are gonna make their first trip out here in five years. They've heard about the museum and they're, they're working on their plan to come out here in the future. Um, So I still want this to be, you know, I don't want the cases to look old and tired. You know, I don't want the interactives to quit working between now and five years from now. Mm. Um, It takes, (laughs) as we just found out, it
0: takes
1: takes a lot of money just to buy the bulbs for our simulators, you know, so. Light bulbs. I think one of the first steps is um, sustainability for what we've built because, you know, like I said, just because you're leaving doesn't mean that your vision for this place goes too because I think we shared a lot of the Mm -hmm. vision for the new CFM. So I believe in a lot of things that we did with the new museum, and I want to see that continued, and I want to see it continued for a long time. And like I said, in the past, you know, in 91, they opened this really great museum, and there was no future plan for what happens. And so then the museum just aged and aged and aged. Uh, and then by the time this project started, it was really well past its prime. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to see happen that happen with what we did. Um, and then, as sort of like bigger, broader goals, like moving the museum and the collection forward, um, you know, I'd really like to see us um, expand the collecting scope of the institution. Um, you know, we've talked about this a lot. Is that one of the areas we lacked is like m- modern guns? We can tell the history of firearms up until 1970 really well, mm-hmm. um, but past that, you know, it's a real struggle with the collection we have. So that's a. Those are the two goals that I've like first centered on. Of like you know, obviously I can't, all right, new curator, we're going to rebuild it all, $12 million <laughs> all over again. You know, that's not really the approach to take, I think, right now.
0: Although, um, although, can I interject with... When you like crushed my soul in the middle of the
1: uh, oh the, yeah uh, renovation?
0: Do you know what I'm talking about? The yeah, military I know exactly gallery. what and you're talking about. Danny just comes out to me, and he was really frustrated with because you like them now. Yeah, I like well, them. There's improvements that can be made on our visible storage, but we were real frustrated with visible storage. And Danny goes, and this is in the middle of a construction project, so that's also to point out. I've been working on this uh, idea and this shift over for probably. Over almost a year, if not mm-hmm. a full year now, with the CEO of the center. But Danny goes, When I'm curator, the first thing I'm going to do is rip out that those visible storage cases from the military gallery. And I was literally like, Geez, wait for the body to get a cold, <laughs> man. Like, do you still feel that way?
1: No, I don't still feel that way. I if was... I
0: come back in September for the board meeting, <laughs> are those cases going to be gone?
1: Maybe. <laughs> but like what our listeners need to understand is, Those cases are such a pain to work with. Everyone tells us, oh, we love these things. They're so beautiful. We love pulling out. We love seeing them. Like, we hear that all the time. They are the biggest pain to work with. And, like, there was some – I think we could have done a better job getting a better workable solution, um, but – exhibit fabricators thought otherwise, I guess. Yeah.
0: Well, and you're working with Stava Art, who are the people that made right. it, because the, yeah. the units themselves are really great. Yeah, the made... problem is accessibility. Right. And so Danny, as curator, how is it that those people pronounce it? Curator or something? I don't We've know. Heard I've all. heard it all. Uh, you know, you're working with them on future accessibility right. solutions. Yeah. Like so
1: yeah, there's a lot of projects like that that I think are wrapped up into the sustainability. Like... You know, making those cases accessible, making sure the interactives are lasting, you know, through all the abuse they get. Uh, so there's all that stuff that's wrapped up in that big overarching Where I kind of hate to use the word sustainability because it doesn't really mean it has like this broader yeah meaning outside of what we do. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of those projects that I'll be looking to, I think like I said, I believe in the vision of what we did with this new museum and what you started here. So I want to keep it going.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, the other cool thing that I'm excited for you about is the fact that, um, to be honest, I mean, when I came on as curator, I mean, we had a lot of fixing and there's a lot of baggage. There's a lot of baggage. That's a good way to put it. And so I've been working kind of behind the scenes um, and you've been working with me on it, you know, for the past three years of getting just everything kind of up to a better standard in terms of, you know, collections and care and storage. You know, so I'm hoping that I know there will always still be problems because it's nonprofits and museums and, right. you know, we'll never be free of of those issues. I, I name a museum that's not. But I, I hope that we, cleaned up and, and improved some of those processes to the point where you're not having to start from, you know, behind the eight ball. You can actually start. I don't know where that metaphor was going, but you know what I'm saying.
1: Well, and yeah, I mean, thinking about some of the things that we've changed, like, I mean, one of the big baggage areas for a long time is that we we had like an industry partner in Olin, yeah. and that was our extent of like industry connections.
0: And even that one had uh, dried up. Um, yeah. When I came on, I was told it, uh, someone at, from Winchester Ammunition came to me at an event like one week into my full time work at the center seven years ago, and um, was like, "Hi, I'm Greg. We don't ever talk anymore. We should be friends." <laughs> and he was like, "Business card," you know. So, and I was like, "Wait, we don't even talk to Olin anymore. Like, yeah. what have we done?" Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, like, you know, in your own way, you've been working on making the museum. You, you've you built a. You know, we built a museum here and you sort of started that road to sustainability and have opened a lot of those doors. But, um, you know, it's as part of being a curator, I think part of the job is to be a steward of the collection and the institution um, more than just picking artifacts for exhibits. And, you know, that's a pretty important part that I think, you know, like you said, you know, they we didn't even talk to Olin back then. Now we do. And now we talk to a lot of other companies that are partners with us. Um, and other things like that, collecting groups, all sorts of stuff that, you know, now we're there. and We need to keep that up.
0: Yeah. I, I'm going to throw a tough ball, curve ball. Okay. Um, something. Question at you. What is one thing you would change about how, I don't know, anything with me being curator of the Cody Fires Like what's one thing you would do Completely differently.
1: Completely different. See, this is the problem because, like, there's things... Talk less. (laughs) (laughs) There are things that we, like, disagree on, like, display-wise, but it's not something that you implemented here because you always say you like experiential sort of interactive museums better than artifact driven museums. But we built an artifact driven museum, which I prefer. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I got my way already.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like that, I like that.
1: Um, No, like I said, I think the nice thing about this project is that I came in and like when I was taking stock of arriving at this place and in this project, it's like, this is a project I really believe in and can get behind and so, In the museum that we've built, I'm not sure that I would change, drastically change stuff. I mean,
0: do I I want a more reliable museum with you as curator will have a chiller vibe? I'm a bit extra.
1: (laughs) That's fair. You are a bit extra, and I can say that
0: too. Are you going to miss our once a month blow up fights that we had during the renovation? I mean, we haven't really done it since we haven't but... done it
1: once the stress of the renovation was <laughs> out. So, what Ashley's talking about is like there would be these times for this, the renovation was super stressful, and oh, it was there were so bad long nights and tough days and tough decisions to make. And you know, we constantly had this pressure of don't ruin the museum from like all sides. And it would come out every once in a while. I think that day with the stabo, that was one of, that was almost one of them.
0: Uh, well, there were a couple of days with the stabo. The one where I, like, you you said something to me, and I was just trying to do something nice. And, and I, you were like, not now. I was so mean about it. And, and I was holding this paper to, like, help you. And I was just like, and I, you know, you know I'm mad, but I stopped talking. And I just, like, <laughs> threw the paper at you, but not in an abusive way. Because you still took it out of my hand, I just like kind of, you know, did the wrist flick, and yeah. then just walked away.
1: Yeah, that was like it, we joked about it a few times. It was like it was like once a month, a regularly scheduled like release of all the stress that had built it up. That's so month.
0: funny. Uh, well, and I guess we should talk about a little bit about the fact that I'm not totally leaving.
1: Right. Yeah. It's not in not like my old
0: age, in my retirement,
1: <laughs> in your retirement years. You're, you're uh, I'll gone.
0: still be in the podcast.
1: Yeah, we're still going to keep the podcast going. Well, I
0: mean, unless this season's terrible and nobody it wants it. It won't be. But we don't listen to the feedback anyways.
1: Hey, there were people that recognized us for the podcast. And
0: there were people at SHOT Show that wanted you fired because Shout you think— Shout out to that, that guy. Yeah, you think Gatling guns or machine guns. Uh, that's not going—your worst nightmare just thinking true. <laughs>
1: yeah, that guy. Not only am I not getting fired, they're promoting me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 um, so I'll still be around I'll still be involved in the symposium and our social media and I'll be coming back and forth from Cody uh, for major events I don't know maybe like as soon as like the first snow happens I'm out and then I'll come back for like the one week it's not right cold so, wh-
1: so what's your first since a lot of curator Emerita and I just learned that Emeritus and Emerita oh that was funny are different ones for dudes and ones for ladies I thought they just meant the dudes same thing dudes
0: and ladies <laughs> What did you think it was? I
1: thought it was just like different ways of saying the same <laughs> thing, like weird Latin words.
0: Latin, Latin. <laughs>
1: Latin, Latin, Latin. I'm
0: sorry. What Latin. was your question?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of curator emerita. Tie, I guess. Emeritai. I mean, with
0: emeritai. I, I, I don't think that's what I took it. Latin for two years, and I should know this, but. Man.
1: We're going to go with it.
0: We should say emerituses. <laughs>
1: emerituses. Uh, they plan. They just do like traveling exhibits, rotating exhibits. Do you want to come back and do a temporary exhibit?
0: Well, I mean, it's in my contract to do that, so okay. I guess—
1: What's your first one going to be? I want to know.
0: Well, I mean— Not besides that one. Oh, I was like, I mean, are we going to reveal that here? No. Um, I don't know. Huh. Clearly, I'm going to be great at my job. Clearly. I, I'd love to do some edgier exhibitions at the at the Firearms Museum, so I would love to see maybe, like, a gun fashion exhibition— oh you know that and i'm gonna be real edgy here which you know people will be like thank god she's out of there but like i would love to see so like in the 80s like gunmetal gray and those like fashion terms like started to come into mm-hmm. popularity betsy johnson did a lot of gun clothing which i guess i'll be have to be donating like most of my betsy johnson gun collection but then at the same time you know you've got all the gun fashion in today's gun culture mm-hmm. and then on the extreme really uncomfortable end there were those uh, well, two things. One, there was a weird jumpsuit that was for sale for like thousands of dollars. That was the No Step on Snack yellow jumpsuit. Uh, that was like a designer jumpsuit. But then there were those other shirts that have you know the school shootings on them. Mm. With I mean, with the simulated bullet you know wounds uh, or bullet holes. And so it's there's a lot that can be kind of addressed within fashion. So I would love to see more things like that. And then I also want to see Pedro Reyes, Camila. Hi. Camila's here. Hi, I'm Camila. I'm the producer. I have a question. Oh, okay. Would you ever try to collaborate with the Met to do something for their fashion exhibits yearly? Oh, they I had think a great that would be exhibit. awesome. You know, I never thought about that. I we, we talk to the Met all the time about like just traditional gun exhibitions, um, but, but with the fashion, I think people would actually really like that because it would be political, but also like try to make it. You know, like yeah, this is like, part of like people's life, lives and cultures, and I mean, it, yeah. Camila out. And
1: arm, the arms and armor department just did that exhibit on Maximilian and like the fashion of like it was about more than just like the fashion of his armor, but that was one of the aspects they touched on, which is yeah, going back way before.
0: Well, what and um, the other one that I would love to see come here, it's already put together, but it would be Pedro Reyes' artwork, which is um, it's Mexican cartel guns that were confiscated by the Mexican government that he's converted to instruments, which I, I know that, you know, his statement on it is a little bit political. But the instru- I've seen the exhibition. It's actually really an interesting mm. kind of art piece. Um, and then obviously traditional traditional temp exhibits you know firearms exhibitions on specific models and that kind of thing but I think we can do we can shake it up
1: we'll see what the new curator has to say
0: oh <laughs>
1: that question was entirely a setup for that
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't really have an answer but I've, we've talked about the fashion thing yeah we've talked, we've talked about, that. about using the temp exhibit in 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 the future for like one year we'll do a traditional gun exhibition and right. one year we'll do something that's a little bit more like theoretical and then we'll you know, and so that we can kind of alternate
1: because it's not like we're trying... I mean, we want to do, you know, sort of cultural topics like that. And we... I mean, it's not like we don't want to do the more traditional gun. I, like, I still really enjoy the history of Winchester and the history of companies and yeah. different models. And, and, th- like, and I enjoy those things. And we're hoping to thing, do the so
0: like, uh, the Italian thing right. in a couple of years. Uh, Italian Western manufacturers, which yeah. are pretty cool. So, I mean, we're we're going to balance it. But that's what I'd like to see. Honestly, um, I
1: think the problem for us is that like we put in a temporary gallery because that was something we felt was really lacking in the old museum. But
0: and like, now we're kind of like now we're tired. overbooked
1: <laughs> yeah. in a way. Oh,
0: um, overbooked. I well, mean, like we have
1: all these ideas for good we're exhibitions. We're also tired. We're tired, but yeah. we have all these ideas for exhibitions that we talked about. And I want to do them all, but one a year is yeah. – I'm going to be booked out to like 2050.
0: Well, that's good. Pre-planning. Good. That's fantastic. Uh, and then I'll still be doing history stuff, yeah. not just for the museum, but for other people. I hope. <laughs> or I'm just going to quit all of my jobs and train Marley in agility competitions. And
1: fly up to Cody once a quarter to do podcasts.
0: Uh huh. Because, you know, we can film the entire season in like two days if Camila's willing to. Was that a no? Not film, record. Whatever. I'm getting the camera in here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, so, yeah, so I'm excited, like, and one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast, but we've been talking for a while, was because, you know, so often you don't ever get the real explanation as to, like, right. why someone's going back. Oh, I never gave the, like, less, like, existential reasons. So oh. the relevance thing is the real big re- conclusion that I came to. Um, I also have a very successful consulting business, and so – I'm in a good place with that, but my husband lives in a separate state, and my stepdaughter is going to be in high school soon, and I don't want to miss out on that. So I'm really happy that the center, you know, wanted me around enough that they would give me a paid honorary position so I can still be involved in the museum that basically defined my Entire adulthood, um, but they, you know, they, they thought enough of me to to keep me around like that, but also recognized that it was time for me to to move on to another chapter in my life. So I'm excited, and then I'm really happy that you're going to be curator, because I don't know who else they would get. but also, I mean, it's cool because to see your evolution over the past three years, you know, uh, I'm going to say this on the podcast. I don't know if I've ever said this I think I've said this to you, but like, you know, over the years I've had my doubts, you know, I've had my questions. If Danny could do this, you know, and I think you're finally in a place where like, I feel confident that you're going to be able to do it and you're going to excel at it. And it's going to be super different from the way I I would do it probably, but I am cool with that. And I'm excited to see what that looks like.
1: Yeah. And Just, you know, people love to fill in the gaps with their own made-up drama. And, you know, we've heard enough rumors about the CFM and its curators over the years. So I'll just go right now on air and say it's been, I've been super proud to work with you on this project and it's been an awesome experience. And like, you know, I came into this expecting to have like, all right, It'll be cool to work with her. Like, she's a well-known arms curator. Like You had seen that freaking Nat
0: Geographic Yeah, I'd seen the weird
1: nat, nat Geo thing about Colt. Um, it
0: was, like, sort of accurate, but not.
1: But, no, like, I knew the reputation was there, but I was like, what's it going to be like to work with work with you? And it turns out, like, we're actually really good friends now. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's been really awesome. So, it's been But, but awesome it's been experience.
0: probably weirder than you possibly could imagine. Yeah, it's
1: been way weird. I never expected it to get this weird. Yeah. But it's been off. Yesterday I'm glad I came
0: out of my office and my back was hurting and I laid down on the ground <laughs> in between both Dan's desks and I said, you're going to miss this weirdness.
1: That's not like – that's not even weird anymore. Like it's happened so often. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think I've ever laid down in the office.
1: Uh, I sit I on the a, ground all the time. I have a photo from Jesse's office of you like laying on a desk, like take, like. Just oh, like.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so it's been really, it's been cool, and I am excited to see where the museum goes, and hopefully you don't ruin it.
1: I mean. That's
0: so mean. I didn't. I thought it'd be funny, but it was really kind of harsh. Yeah, that was kind of harsh. And Danny takes back what he says. I
1: mean, the good we, news is we don't have enough money for me to ruin it. <laughs> I need like fifteen or sixteen million dollars before I can really ruin this thing.
0: Wow, that is like. I'm high priced. I know you're. You are expensive. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I'm excited for my new chapter and to still be on the podcast, but I'm excited for Danny's new chapter and Cody as the curator or creator of the Cody. It's
1: like those guys that spell Mauser Mouser. Mouser? You've never seen that? No. Oh, there's that a feels like a
0: tangent for another day. Right. We should probably wrap this up. <laughs> what do you have to say? You you outro because you are – I'm passing the symbolic oh. torch
1: symbolism in our podcast uh thanks for listening guys we hope you enjoyed this look into what's coming up next for the cfm it's been no that's terrible i lost it (laughs) we're done oh i got the outro you can't
0: be the record the curator anymore (laughs) yeah i was just thinking that that you failed you're done i
1: have a new outro okay go. say the outro thing and i'll do it
0: Oh, no, we're not going to take oh, that, no, part, that, that failure is part out of like, it. Because you know what? People have seen my failures over <laughs> the years <laughs> in spotlight and stereo. So you got to stay in. My right, last act as curator is that staying <laughs> in. <laughs> <That's, yeah. laughs>
1: well, on that note, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> she gone. <laughs>